Welcome to The Power Within Her. On this podcast, we're all about seeking self-empowerment to live a life that makes us excited. My name's Megan. I'm a nerdy and super enthusiastic writer and professor with a PhD in English. Together, we'll get intentional by embracing the power of critical thinking and personal growth to achieve those dreams on our hearts. Let's break free of societal expectations, create new stories that serve us, and have some fun with the process of growing into the type of women who embrace the incredible power and potential within ourselves. Are you excited? Let's do this. Hey, hey, happy Tuesday. I am so glad that you're back for another episode. And today is actually going to be a little bit different, like not crazy different, but just a little bit different in terms of style. So I'm sure that with whatever you're doing right now, going for a walk, washing dishes, driving to work, or taking care of your cute little tiny humans, you're probably all like, um, what's she gonna do? But I promise, don't be scared. I really think you're going to vibe with what I want to do today. So today's plan is to, number one, dive straight into a story. So I'm not going to frame a topic. I'm not even going to tell you what the topic is, although I'm sure you can probably guess what the topic is based on the title of today's episode. But point being, I'm going to dive straight into a story here in a second. And the story is actually going to be based off my memory entirely. Like I have no notes in front of me um, when it comes to this story. So it's going to be totally off the cuff in the moment coming at you in real time. And then number two, using this story that I'm going to tell you here in a second, I am going to give you a light of fire under your butt, kind of a pep talk that you can apply to any goal or any dream. I hope that you are buckled up and ready to go because I'm feeling fired up. So let's freaking go. So if you're listening to this episode in real time, yesterday was June 7th, which actually is the day that Roger and I got married two years ago as of yesterday. So we are very excited about that. And two years ago around this same time, I think it's actually like officially next week. But anyway, (laughs) point is, is that around the same time, two years ago, as well, Roger and I went on this awesome, epic honeymoon road trip, which to some people that might not actually sound like a really good time, but for us, we wanted to do it relatively inexpensively and we wanted to just, you know, use our good gas mileage car, which doesn't sound romantic, but we just wanted to drive and we wanted to see and we wanted to experience nature and all of that kind of stuff. So we just pointed our car west and we went. And one of the first places that we decided to stop was Black Hills, South Dakota, which was absolutely incredible. I highly recommend. So we stayed at this place called the Chalette Motel, which again was amazing. I also highly recommend. So we were staying there and all morning we had gone through these wind caves and done these creepy caves and that was incredible. And then we had kind of the afternoon, the late afternoon. So it was around like three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon where the story I'm going to tell you now takes place. And full transparency, we were tired and we were just a little bit cranky because we had come right off the wedding and all the hype of the wedding and immediately like got into our car that Monday after we were married because we got married on a Friday and pointed our car, you know, west and just went for it. So we were tired and the drive to get to South Dakota was long. It was like 10 hours to get there. And we were feeling a little bit already, like in the first leg of our journey, feeling a little bit fatigued and a little bit tired. So it's around three, four o'clock in the afternoon. And we're like, okay, well, we did the wind cave stuff. We drove around Custer State Park. Now, you know, there's this trail that we really need to hit because 
Roger is the guy who does all the research for stuff. Ironically, I really do not like to do that kind of research, like trip research, but he loves it. So according to some of his research, there was this trail in, I think we were in Custer State Park, that you just like had to hit. It was the number one attraction, if you will, in the state park, and it was called Cathedral Spires Trail. And Roger was really, really insistent, like, hey, I know we're tired, <laughs> I know we're crabby, but let's do this. Like, let's try to go to this trail. And so I was like, okay, fine, whatever. So we drive to it, and of course, on the drive over to the trail, I fell asleep. Oh, I felt so bad about that. But we get there, and I've got like a crick in my neck, and I'm crabby, and it's just like, okay, whatever, let's just go, let's do this. And by the way, it looked like it was about to rain, too. So with this as the premise, we head to the trailhead, and we start hiking. And the trail goes up, down, and all around, and it's gorgeous. And it was a little chilly, like not too bad. And just everything just smelt like that, like wet earth nature hiking thing. And it was it was so pleasant. It was amazing. And so we go over this little, you know, muddy river and continue to go up, down, and all around. And there's like ponderosa pine everywhere. And, you know, you reach the top of this part of the trail And you just look out into the distance and the Black Hills are just like smoky and they were just, it was beautiful. And at that point, my mood had sort of started to lift. You know, you work the crick out of your neck and you keep walking and it was just, it was so beautiful. You just couldn't help but to be in a good mood. So we keep walking and eventually we hit this at the, you know, what seemed like the end of the trail, this giant wall of boulders. And we were kind of like, okay, that's weird. And I look at Roger and I'm like, what do we do? Where do we go? Because what I forgot to mention before is that throughout this trail, there's obviously going to be trail markers, right? And so on this trail, the Cathedral Spires Trail, there were like these blue, reflective blue markers. And we get to that wall of boulders and there's no marker. There's nothing to indicate where we're supposed to go after this. So I turned to Roger and I'm like, hey man, you did the research for this. Where are we supposed to go? And he's like, oh, I don't know. And so we just kind of sat there for a second and you can feel the tension starting to rise. Like we weren't like angry at each other, but we were just kind of frustrated because again, we're tired, we're crabby. And we just felt this, you know, like irritation, a shared irritation between the two of us at the fact that this trail didn't really deliver, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. It was really pretty when we were walking and to see the Black Hills in the distance, which really are black, by the way, and to see all of the different spires. And it was it was gorgeous. It was absolutely gorgeous. But it just didn't fully deliver because Roger was like, well, you're supposed to be able to climb amongst the spires like they're supposed to be, you know, something grander at the end of this trail. And of course, because my wonderful, wonderful husband is an Enneagram, too, he was feeling really bad at this point. He was like, well, I thought it was supposed to be good. And of course, I was reassuring him like, no, no, it's fine. Like, this was fun. It was it was great. It's just maybe not as great as we thought it was going to be. But then I got this wild hair of an idea. I turned around and I looked at the wall of boulders and, you know, really assessed it. And I was like, these are climbable rocks. Like I, and I am not a coordinated person. If you know me, you know that I am not coordinated whatsoever. Roger and I in grad school, little side tangent here for you, went on a, another road trip. We love our road trips to Maine. And we were, you know, in Acadia National Park and I tried to jump on this rock and I biffed it and it was bad. And I cracked part of my phone case and my knees got skinned so bad they looked like hamburgers. So I am not a coordinated person, but I had this idea that I was like, okay, I can climb this 
like wall of boulders here in South Dakota. Like I can do this. These rocks are very climbable. It's not too terribly steep. Like I can do this. And of course, Roger, my poor then new husband, <laughs> is like, please be careful. Of course, he like he's probably remembering the main incident in his the forefront of his brain at this point. And I was like, no, no, I got this. I'll figure it out. So I kind of get onto like all fours and start working my way up the thing. And lo and behold, at the top of that little wall of boulders is a blue marker stuck to a tree at the top of a sort of flat leveled out area. And at this point, I'm just like pumped. I'm like throwing my hands over my head like ro- like Rocky in the Rocky movies. I'm like, yes, this is awesome. This is what we were supposed to do. We were supposed to push past that wall of boulders. So I call down to Roger. I'm like, hey, there's a marker. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Let's go. So of course, Roger joins me. He climbs up the first wall of boulders and joins me at that little flat leveled out area. And we keep climbing and we find more and more walls of boulders that we keep climbing up. And pretty soon before we know it, we are starting to climb in amongst the spires. So these giant, you know, big rocks essentially that just stretch up and up into the gigantic blue South Dakota sky. We are starting to climb in amongst these spires and these rocks. And we're just like getting excited and it's amazing. And we're like, oh, this is so cool. And eventually we reach the top, like the very top where there's no more rocks to climb. And it's this giant, huge leveled out sandy kind of area with a couple, you know, rock formations on the ground and there's tons of foliage and stuff. And there's, it really felt like a valley. There were, so there were like hills on both sides and a flattened out area and spires all around us. And I don't know if I'm doing a good job whatsoever of explaining this, but oh my gosh, if you ever get the chance, go to South Dakota, do this trail. And so we're just standing there feeling so small, but so triumphant and just amazed at this scene before us because it's gorgeous and it's just, it's truly beyond words. And it felt like we were standing in nature's church. So we decide to wander a little bit into the clearing, and because I am five years old, I wanted to climb on one of these little rock formations, and, you know, we did, and we took some pictures, and it was fun, and we just stared at the beautiful sky and the beautiful spires and just all of it, because by this point, it was starting to get really late, and we were like, oh, we got to make our way back. Like, I don't think we have time to fully, you know, continue down the trail. So we're about to head back down all the different boulders and all of that kind of stuff when we hear this noise and it truly sounded like a rock was being kicked. But Roger and I are the only two people in this massive clearing on this trail with, by the way, no cell phone reception. And we're like, oh my gosh, what was that? That wasn't you. That wasn't me. What is lurking out there in nature that's going to kill us? So we kind of hide by one of the rock formations kind of as much as we can. And we're like, well, if this is a cougar or if this is a mountain lion or something, we are so screwed. So we stand there kind of under cover of this rock formation and we wait with bated breath just to see what that thing is that made that noise. And eventually the creature revealed itself and scaling down one of the sides of the hill, I think it was the right side of the hill, was a mountain goat. And it made its way down the hill and walked across the sort of sandy area, sniffing things and all that kind of stuff. And Roger and I are just watching and holding our breath and we're like, holy shit. Like seriously, for lack of a better term, we were, it was a holy shit moment. 
And so I subtly took out my phone to record the mountain goat just like doing its thing. He was like sniffing around and whatnot. And so he went from the right hill across the sandy trail pathway up the other side on the left and he just disappeared. And by that point, Roger and I are just looking at each other like, oh my God, oh my God, what did we just witness? We witnessed nature in action in real time right before us. Like, this is so freaking cool. So we head back down the wall of boulders because we were like, okay, seeing a mountain goat was really, really freaking cool, but let's not wait around to be discovered by a mountain lion. So we left and we got back in the car and we are just on cloud nine at this point because that was just, oh my gosh, that was like a once in a lifetime experience. And we drive back to our hotel and we went to this restaurant called the Bugling Bull that was really close to our hotel and we got some drinks and we cheers and we were like, This is so cool. What an epic start to this honeymoon. And honestly, truly, sitting here in my house today, (laughs) reflecting on this moment two years ago, is just one of the top 10 coolest experiences I've had in my life. And when I think about this story and this moment that I shared with my then new husband, right, is that we were this close. And I know that you can't see my fingers, but you know what I mean. I'm just for reference, I'm holding them like a centimeter apart. We were that close from missing out on what is likely a once in a lifetime opportunity. And I mean, my dad, who goes out into nature a lot, has never ever seen a mountain goat in person like that. And he's been on this planet 30 years longer than I have. So just think about that for a second. Think about how if Roger and I would have just stopped at that wall of boulders and turned around and just went back the other way without thinking outside the box or just accepting that there was a barrier there and just calling it quits. Like, man, we would have missed out on something absolutely freaking spectacular. And knowing what I know now from actually pushing past that wall of boulders and climbing up and into the sky and being in amongst those sublime and gigantic spires and to have stood there next to that rock formation like a dork, scared but intrigued and grateful beyond measure, to witness such a cool moment in nature, it just makes me think about all the times in our lives that we come up against that same wall of boulders, only this time it's not physically in front of us. This time, the wall of boulders is in our heads, right? It's about our mindset, and it will present as imposter syndrome or perfectionism or as people-pleasing or doubt or something like that. It's not physically there, but it's still blocking our path, and it keeps us from getting to where we want to go. And oftentimes, because we're human, right, and we're scared and doubt and uncertainty or some sort of other obstacle we come up on in our journey seems so impossible to scale. And it feels just as impossible as that physical wall of boulders that Roger and I came up on when we were hiking the Cathedral Spires Trail in the Black Hills of South Dakota. But here's the thing. If we don't push past that wall of boulders, we miss out. We miss out. We miss out so badly. And I know that you and I don't want to be those type of women who come up against an obstacle or a barrier that's between us and where we want to go and who we want to be and just cave or quit and just turn around and go home and abandon that goal or dream. No, hell no. We are not going to be those women because on the other side of that scary, scary ass barrier is something absolutely incredible. It's something worthwhile and beautiful and amazing. And you did not come this far to only come this far. 
You have worked so freaking hard and you deserve, girl, you deserve what's on the other side of that barrier. I don't care what the barrier is. You deserve what's on the other side of it. So whatever you are doing right now, you know, (laughs) within reason. So if like you're driving right now, please do not do this. You can come back to this later. But I want you, if you can, if you're in a position to, to just pause and to close your eyes with me and breathe and to remember that whatever barrier you have in front of you right now, whether it's perfectionism, fear, people-pleasing, doubt, whatever that obstacle is that's keeping you from getting to where you want to go, I want you to picture that obstacle and then I want you to give yourself permission to think about this barrier and to think about this obstacle from as many angles as you possibly can. And I want you to to let yourself careen down that path of possibility and to consider the ways that you can work on this and what it's going to take to get you to climb up and over that barrier so that you can get to where you want to go. Because remember, friend, on the other side of that barrier that's preventing you from getting to where you want to go is your dream, and you deserve to live that dream and to bask in the amazingness and the glory of a freaking life, the only one you get here, that makes you over the moon excited. Because girlfriend, you are worthy of your dreams. You are worthy of living a life and living a dream that is on your heart. Because there is only one you. One you on this planet. And there's not, according to Natalia Benson's astrology research, going to be another person like you with the purpose and the vision and the dreams that you have for your life in another 4 million 320,000 years. Let that sink in for a second. That is how important you and your goals and your dreams are. And I know, I know that it's scary, but you know what else I also know? That you can do this. You can freaking do this because you are worth it. And the world is just waiting on bated breath for you and what you have to offer. It might not be easy and it honestly might not be fun to work your way through some of these issues and it's not going to happen overnight, but you can work your way through whatever barriers and whatever obstacles you have in your life. Don't let that metaphorical wall of boulders stop you. I am proud of you and I know that you're proud of you too. So let's be bold and brave together as we live the life that makes us excited. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or learned something valuable, I would love it if you could either share it on social media and tag me or share the episode with a friend who you think would love it too. Either way, I am so honored that you're helping me spread the important message about women's self-empowerment.